different suburbs having different multiple names for the for main roads. Mm. It's very confusing. It is. And I thought I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to trust software. I never, <laughs> I never trust technology. I'm just not good at it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Not So Bad, where me and Matt are going to talk a little bit about travel. What do you reckon, Matt? All right, what a what a big topic travel is. Travel and transport, eh? <laughs> and the shenanigans that ensue. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two. Can't believe we're already up to episode two. I know. How's your week been, Pat? It's been full of different travel. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been great. Where have you travelled to great. this week? I've... Travelled to the pub. That's back good. Back from the pub. I've. You didn't come to the Mary Ellen on Saturday night, or Friday night, whatever no, night it was. I didn't. That was a bit too much travel. Yeah, it's a whole five minute walk. It's just late. House. I'm getting old. I was already tucked in reading a book. Oh. I just finished watching Born Ultimatum. It was a good night. <laughs> Random. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I texted you and sent you a. I looked back at it later and it was a very garbled text message. That's all right. Oh. I. I which better put that on silent. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I I'd seen your text in the morning and I was fast asleep. So that is that was proof like in at nine thirty. I know. I know. It was a good night. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, living your best life. I good slept to see. really well. Oh, I'm happy for you. Thank you. So that travel didn't happen. Um, no. Well. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on on that topic on travel that did happen, I've got a little clip to show. Of some travel that happened today, <laughs> we're all we're all lucky that I made it. Here we are. And here it is. Here we are. Don't you hate it when Google Maps hasn't updated the name of a road, so you think you're on a certain road, and Google Maps just keeps giving you a different name. So you walk the wrong way for 15 minutes, and then um, yep, have to do a big old circle. So Matt. Hopefully I make it on time. If I don't, this is why. Hard evidence. See you soon. Bye. It's good to know you made it, Pat. Um, glad, glad you're here. Thank God we're here. <laughs> it was, um, it was a close one. Well, was, um, I, I believed I was on City Road because I live around there. Mm. And give us your address. <laughs> <laughs> and when I started walking, I put it in maps. Hey Siri, do this. It did it. And I'm walking. Yeah, everyone in Siri said, just went off then. It's sorry, yeah. everybody. <laughs> hey, it sorry. Said, turn right. And I did not think I had to turn right. I Oh, uh, hold I on. Thought, so, hang on. Mm. Are you blaming maps or did you screw up? No, no, no. So hear me out. Sorry. Give me a minute. <laughs> sorry, everyone. So I kept going <laughs> along City Road because I know that's the road that it is. And then I listened at the next things that said turn right again. So I thought, I'll, gi- I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. And I turned right onto that road and I thought, this is not the right way. So I FaceTime M, my partner, and said, should I be going this way or should I go back to City Road? Because every time I go back, maps keep saying there's Pacific Highway. And it just was confusing me so much that it hasn't, change to whatever that road was but i finally got back on tracks made it to the podcast we're all good (laughs) and so what was it in the end was it just like completely wrong or was it trying to take you somewhere that was like well it was saying city 
City Road was Pacific Highway. This is in Merriweather? Yeah. It, it might become Pacific Highway or something. I don't know. I'm not really familiar with the area. Maybe it does, but it's I know confusing. that happens like, even out here, like, Stewart Avenue is Pacific Highway. And Maitland Road, near my place, is Pacific Highway. Well, I don't like it. Like, Pacific Highway just is a massive highway, and different parts have different names. But this is the confusing thing when you can't see, because with street signs and stuff, you'd be able to sort of put that together. But it, with... You know, different suburbs having different multiple names for the for main roads. Mm. It's very confusing. It is. And I thought, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to trust software. I never, <laughs> I never trust technology. I'm just not good at it. But I gave it a chance today. It let me down. Well. But I made it here. So I'll give it another go. Yeah, like you, you can't dismiss these go. things, Pat. You know. I'll get better at it. Uh, well, look, my little transport story for the week happened yesterday. <laughs> I had to go to a meeting out in uh, Walls End, which is a suburb about uh, 10 cases of crow flies from where we are right now in Newcastle West. Um, so I had to catch a different bus to normal. So I put it into, I've got an app called Move It, and it's spelt with two O's, Move It. Um, very confusing, that name. Very misleading. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so I put it into the app, and it's like, okay, catch the 12, the bus 12 out to Walls End. Like, yeah, no dramas. It's from a bus stop I know just near here. So I'll go jump on the old 12 and rip out to Walls End and uh, Move It allows me to track my, like what stop I'm at. And it tells me when I'm two stops away and then one stop away and then I push the big button and the bus stops, hopefully, and I jump off and all's good. But when I got off, it was uh, I'm in a very unfamiliar spot and had been, like, I don't know that area at all. Um, and so I got out and I sort of looked at um, Google Maps and I, I usually use Google Maps rather than Apple Maps because I find it gives you more... Apple Maps confuses me. The, the layout of the interface confuses me. I don't know what it is. It's just like... It's probably very simple, but I just, mm. I've never clicked with it. Where Google Maps has like five items on the screen, mm. and one of them is like the next step, which is exactly what I want to know. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I was there minding my own business, doing my thing, walking up to a corner just to get my bearings, make sure I was like heading the right way. Because part of the problem I find with navigation is like it'll be like travel west for 3,000 kilometers. And I'm like, which way is west? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm, I'm not a compass. <laughs> And usually I end up using the Compass app on my phone, and that sounds a bit basic, but uh, it actually really helps. It helps. Yeah. It helps a lot. And then you go, okay, well, that's west. If I'm, it's telling me to face west, then I, if I walk that way, it's going to catch up. It's going to like click on, and then it'll tell me to turn left or right or whatever. So I was doing that and just get my bearings, probably looking a bit like I had no idea what I was doing because I had no idea what I was doing. And <laughs> I got up to this corner, got up to the corner, and old mate comes running out of nowhere. He's like, no. No, mate, you can't do that. Like, whoa, whoa. he's like, I can't cross there. Like, I wasn't going to. It's all good. Um, I was just figuring out where I am, man. And he's like, ah, oh, you got to go back this way. I'm like, how do you know that? You don't know where I'm trying to go. I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to go up to Nelson Street. And um, <laughs> he just grabbed my shoulder and started pushing me towards this like crossing. And, and I'm like, man, I, I don't think this is what I want to do. <laughs> and um, you got to get out of my area. It's my my you look lost. <laughs> Can't have lost people around here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's like, no, nah, you got to go this way. I'm like, mate, so is just stop for a second. Is this this is Cowper Street? Is that correct? And I'm like motioning to, you know, which which way the street runs. He's like. Oh, you'll figure it out. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm trying to get up to Nelson Street. Is that the plaza? No, it's not the plaza. It's a street. The plaza, that's a shopping centre. I know I know what that is. It's uh, a ways away from here. 
Um, I'm not trying to go there. Anyway, he's like, just got me to this cross, and he's like, hey, go cross there, and you'll figure it out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. And so I didn't cross, obviously, and, and just waited for him to walk away. And people like that are, and I'm sure there's there's many stories out there like that. Where, you know, people, he's probably well-intentioned, but... Why would you deal with it like that? Like, why would it, you? Why would you go like, "Hey, man, where are you trying to get to?" And then help, rather than he was obviously in a bit of a panic, thinking I was <laughs> going to get hit by a truck. But um, but what they don't realise is how much worse that makes the situation. Because they're not going to start again. Because then, not only do you have to start again, you've forgotten kind of where where you've stopped. Yeah, you you've lost the bearings you had. You don't have visual cues to let you know. <laughs> oh. That's where I am. I'm going to turn right up here. You've got to kind of almost retrace your steps in your head a little bit. Assuming that you can remember them. This guy's running circles around you, so you turn around 15 times. You're getting dizzy. You have no idea where you're going anymore. But maps. (laughs) Maps helps. Compass helps. Throw crumbs in the wind. See what direction it falls. There's a couple of good apps out there that are really helpful. Um, uh, A couple I use, and we'll link to these in the show notes, but... um, uh, I, since um, my especially since my son was born, I've been catching a lot more buses. I'm a bus person now. I know like the routes and stuff. I'm one of those guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm proud of that or not, but <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple of apps that I use like every day, and uh, the first one is called Next There, and um, it's just a, a like they're all mainstream apps that I use. Um, and when I say that, I mean they're not like built for people who are blind or whatever. They're just like apps that are accessible, which work really well, and um, I find using these the two particular apps together gets me where I want to go most of the time. So the first one's next there, and that allows you to um, pick a bus stop or a bus line and look at when the next bus is going to arrive, and you see what bus lines are coming to that, like that stop. So, for example, if I'm at my house and I pick the closest bus stop, which I know what the name of that is... Um, and it'll show the next like three or four buses or whatever that are coming uh, to that to that stop. Then I can go, okay, well I need to catch the the twelve or the twenty four or whatever the eleven, and um, I know that that line is the one I want to catch, and I know it's coming in eight minutes. And you can look at it how far away it is, and look how far like where it actually is, what stop it's at, and it'll say it's like if it's four stops away, it'll tell you what stop it's at, and it, it's really it updates every sixty seconds, so it's really accurate. And but that requires that you have the knowledge of knowing what bus line you need to catch. So to, to to figure that out, I use another app called Move It, and that's what I was talking about before with the two O's. Very confusing. Um, <laughs> and basically, you can just put in your destination. It's like like most trip planner sort of apps, and it'll tell you, you know, what how you get there. So if I was going to go, I don't know, catch a train to Sydney from here at the studio, it would say walk to Newcastle Interchange train station catch the Central Coast Line to Central Station and then get off the train in New York City. So obviously that's a basic idea of it, but it'll, it'll give you like the walking directions and the the, tra- the public transport directions as well, which is great. Um, and the But the reason I use that over, say, Trip Planner or Trip View or whatever the other ones are is because it will track me in real time when I'm on that bus or train and it'll alert me when I'm two stops from my destination or one stop. Um, so it gives me, gives me as two warnings. And you can see in real time where you are and how late the thing's running and whatever else. So that's super helpful, um, especially, you know, 
it's yeah, I'm sure the driver of the bus would help or let me know, but you can't always rely on that, and it's nice to not have to to even ask. It's nice to not have to worry about getting on and asking the driver. Can you let yeah. me know when I'm there? Getting him to yell out, everyone's looking at you. <laughs> it's good to be that next You're level. You're at Market Town now. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Does everyone want to get off with me? Help me with shopping. Hold my hand. Who wants to buy me a sandwich? I'm going to the butcher. <laughs> I'm going to buy a. I don't know what I'm going to buy. Sushi. I'm going to buy a sushi from the butcher. Yeah, yeah good. So but I was talking to Pat before we recorded this podcast here today. Um, <laughs> um, and you said you used, was it Trip Planner? So just for trains, I've used TripView for years. TripView, okay. And it's epic. It's super accessible with voiceover and anything like that. I don't know about anything like that. It's it's accessible <laughs> with voiceover. But I am still struggling Is big it accessible time. with my Nokia? I hope so. Nokia 3310? I reckon it would be. Cool. It's a pretty old app. <laughs> but I'm still struggling big time with Move It and Next There. All right. Maybe I need to do a demo. I think so. I think we can run through with a with a slow voiceover. <laughs> and, and Next there. I, I need to take like a, Bus, like a four-year uni course in it because I'm struggling. I, I've I've gotten <laughs> to the to the bus stop around the corner from my house a couple of times and now's a good good time to, to try these apps. And I went on it the other day and it just came up with there are no buses coming to this stop today this stop is out of order <laughs> and i walked away because i'm like all right time to find another one and when i walked away a bus came to that stop <laughs> <laughs> you must have selected the wrong one i must have i don't know what i'm doing all right but... you know what we're gonna do we're gonna do an episode where we use this stuff in real time i think we should we're gonna actually that. go on an adventure that would be fun that would be fun <laughs> Let's do it at my bus, bus stops. Yeah, we should. I, for the I, future. I, <laughs> everybody wins. I've never been able to leave my house. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> and then the next bus stop further down, you get swooped by magpies. So that sounds safe. Take your pick. Yeah. Bus stop that doesn't have any buses, or a bus stop with magpies. Which would you choose? Choose. You choose. 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 DM us. Let us know. <laughs> um, I choose bus with no buses. <laughs> bus stop with no buses. That sounds good. <laughs> My cane is called Peter. Right. Because um, the head of the physio of Winter Sports Australia is called Peter Kane. That's really clever, man. It is. How'd you come up with Spectacular. that? Spectacular. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> just years of deep thinking. And that leads us to our next segment, which is all about cane versus dog travel, because that's a fun one. Uh, people listening to this may use a cane. People this may use a dog. Uh, people this may not even need it, any at all, either at all, or refuse to. Hmm. Um uh, so I've been, I was, we established in episode one, um, I've been blind always. So I grew up using a cane, um, throughout school and high school and whatever. And it was only when I was, uh, 19, I was back in 1916, I think it was, um, <laughs> that I, uh, was traveling so much for gigs and work and whatever that I'm like, Oh, I need to get a dog. Cause it's just it's mm. getting too hard. And it was funny, like a really interesting thing happened over the years of using a guide dog. I actually found that my... I sort of thought my, my cane skills would, you know, 
deteriorate a little bit and I guess they've never been great anyway, but, <laughs> but they didn't. And, and I've actually found, jumping ahead a bit here, but a few months ago, Indy, my guide dog, had an issue with his leg and he was off work for a few weeks on compo. And um, I had to use a cane to go to work and whatever, you know, taking Owen to daycare and going to the shops or whatever, whatever, you know, daily stuff. And I found it like quite good in a lot of ways. And traveling around with the cane, it was it was actually it was fine. Uh, I mean, to be fair, it was in a lot of known places that I go a lot, so that is definitely a factor. But it definitely opened my eyes a bit to. Um, can we say open my eyes on a, on our podcast about being blind? Is that rude? I'm gonna let it slide just once. Okay, I'll and never if do that it happens again. again. I'm sorry, everyone. We're gonna cancel next episode. I'll do an official apology. Sounds what was good. I talking about? Right, so. <laughs> um, it definitely, like, I can't think of, it, of an, another way of saying it, made me more aware of the, <laughs> of how much I was still using those skills and how those skills have actually developed because I've been out and about and in the city more and more over the last sort of 10, 15 years and, like, going to places I've never been before and just, like, taking risks, which I potentially would not have beforehand. Yeah, it was actually a really sort of cool experience. I mean, the disadvantage was I couldn't have my AirPods in, you know, listen to podcasts while I was going to work and not paying attention to where I was. Not that I do that at all ever with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, and it obviously does take a lot more concentration and we'll get to that sort of part of it in a second. But um, it it did show me that, like, man, maybe I don't have to use the dog as much as I do. And there's certain situations, and I've definitely st- over the last couple of years stopped using him at, you know, Previously, I'd take him everywhere, and my previous dog especially. That poor dog had to go to so many places he probably shouldn't have, like, gee, that sounds bad, isn't it? But, like, you know, going to concerts and stuff, it just wasn't necessary, and it it wasn't actually helpful because, you know, there's no way he could do his job in an environment like that where, you know, not only we're we not moving around a lot, but there's just a jillion people everywhere, and there's no way I could give him hand signals to show him where to go anyway. So, um... It's purely out of habit, <clears throat> just... Doing what you're used to, using a dog or using a cane. Yeah. You're not kind of changing it up. and Well, you don't want to, like, put yourself in a situation where you make it harder for yourself. You know, like, that's that's mm. the whole point of it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I've noticed I'm only new with guard dogs about kind of 15, 16 months in, but there's definitely times where it's a lot easier to just use a cane. And there's times where it's so much easier to just use Jester. Yeah. But kind of figuring out which one is going to be appropriate at what time is kind of hard to get used to. But, yeah, like definitely things around like a lot of people, like a dense crowd, a cane (laughs) is... A lot of the pubs I go to have dense crowds. (laughs) 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 I don't know. It, It can be tough either way, but... I know, I know. Jester struggles to navigate through a, a dense crowd, and it's interesting you say that because Indy doesn't. Mm. Um, he just sort of blasts through. He just doesn't care. And I noticed when I went out for beers with you a few weeks ago, like that was more complicated getting through people with, especially carrying a drink. It is so hard to use a cane and carry a goddamn drink in the other hand. It is, yeah. Oh, it sucks. It's, it's tough. And then you're um, carrying four drinks, and we, usually you can just line them up on your dog's back, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, and I'm sure you've never heard the funny joke where some old bloke comes up and he's like, "Oh, you should get him to get a little trolley for a sledge or something so he can carry stuff for you." <laughs> That's hilarious, buddy. That's very funny. Yeah. What yeah, was that cool. bloke that was out at Walls End? I mean, he's probably hit the, <laughs> that bloke. He's probably listening to. Actually, this completely too. unrelated to this, but we're having a laugh about at a gig the other day. This is not related to being blind at all, but there's always a bloke at every gig, I swear, at pubs, and he usually leaves by the time I start because he hates me. Mm. But it's the same bloke, I swear, for 20 years. He's about 200 years old, and he's like <laughs> the loudest, loudest bloke in the pub. He's half cut, and he's telling his story. It's usually one other person, usually another guy, usually a younger guy who probably doesn't want to hear it, and he's just like the loudest person in the pub by... A significant measure. <laughs> yeah. You know the guy I'm talking about. He's, I don't there's know one the in every pub. Guy, but there's there's always <laughs> one at every pub. Yeah, and it's always stuff that is wildly inappropriate. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. It happened at uh, at a bolo not too long ago, where there was a guy making seriously terrible homophobic. I don't know ideas and uh, sentences gross. that I wanted to go over and just say, mate, like, you got you got to cut that out. Like, you can't be saying that around here. But then at the same time, he's around all of his old mates that have probably been saying that stuff for mm. 30 years at that pub. It's just disgusting, though. Well, to bring it back to, um, bring it back to buses, <laughs> yes, on the bus... Um, Oh, I'm just going to quickly look at it because I, I wrote it down on my phone when he was, he was had his headphones in and he's listening to this song. Uh, where is it? I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is no exaggeration, <laughs> which I should have recorded it. Damn it. <laughs> he's like, free bird. <laughs> just at random moments on the bus. It's so loud. This uh... bus was absolutely packed, like standing room only. And um, so this is, the, this is the reason you should catch buses, because there's bloody cabaret on most of them. It's a good time. You don't need a TV. You just go sit on the bus for a couple Free hours. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that uh, guy going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he gets off the next stop. <laughs> Want me to push the button for you, mate? <laughs> yeah. It's stop the next one. <laughs> so... What are we talking about? Yeah, dogs and canes. So, <laughs> yes. So, you, you used cane for a bit, didn't you, Pat? Or did you use a proper cane, like a big boy cane, did you? I started using a big boy cane when I was about 20. It took right. a while. I was just kind of running into stuff my whole <laughs> life and not accepting that I was actually blind and needed a cane. The thing that turned me to knowing I needed a cane was I went to a nice restaurant, um, Japanese place, oh and... Dread where this story's going. <laughs> and I didn't have a cane. I was just, just, I don't know, enjoying my night. And got up, and it's so dark. And I got up, couldn't see a thing. And I was like, I'm going to just confidently strut over and go to the bathroom, get another wine. And I just completely punted oh, no. some guy's oh. wine stand. God. This stand with the bucket of ice and his wine in it. And I just sent the thing flying. <laughs> And the guy was standing up, what the hell, mate, having a go at me. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm actually blind. I couldn't see that there. Is there any damage? Where's your dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't see, can't you? Yeah, no, I, I, I can't. 
and I've got retinitis pigmentosa. Retinitis. I'll cover a new bottle of wine. I'm I'm really sorry if that's damaged anything or whatever. Didn't mm. do any damage. We pick up the wine. It's completely fine. Nothing mm. spilled. All good. Still wanted to have a go at me, and I just said, "Look, I'm going to go over there. I'm sorry. There's no no damage done. I can't see. You don't believe me. Whatever." And then I got home and realised I should have a cane for that moment. Yeah. Where not only do I think at this time I, I don't really need it yet, which in hindsight I did because <laughs> I'm running into wine racks, but <laughs> at at that age where you're, you're still too kind of proud to think, no, I, I need a cane, you ju- you're just not going to use one because that's ego and whatever getting in the way. But yeah. once I started using it, I got around so much easier. Yeah. I didn't run into any more wine racks and <laughs> any more poles and chip my front teeth out, which uh, I did. Uh, it so just makes life so much easier. It's funny because I, I think a lot of people go through that. Um, I think a bit like people are going blind especially. You hear a lot of that sort mm. of refusal to – because it's, it's a bit of an image thing too. 100%. You know what's the disabled or whatever, do they? Like that's not a nah. – but unfortunately, no. but um, you look more disabled when you're walking know. your stuff. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then no one believes you, and then you look terrible. You look yeah. like a bad person. Yeah. But, hot tip, start using a cane because <laughs> a lot of perks come with it. People actually help you in situations where you just, if you don't have a cane, you look lost, you just look like a bit of a lunatic. <laughs> stumbling around but you know if you've got a cane people may help you sometimes it's annoying but it's it's great oh mate you just gotta cross that road over there no yeah. mate I'm not trying to go there I don't want to go across there please don't make me <laughs> but that guide dogs take your pick so what made you decide to get a guide dog well, I don't. I don't actually know this because I don't know the answer to this, so I'm asking it genuinely. I this isn't a setup, all right? It's not a setup. We haven't We've rehearsed never this. spoken about this. <laughs> I've I've always have. wanted a dog as a pet to start with. <laughs> That's a good motivation. But I'm gonna go blind and I'll get one. That'd yeah, yeah. Good I thought plan. if I'm gonna get a dog as a pet, I may as well get a guide dog. I'm eligible. I'm blind. It's gonna help me in a lot of situations, and I'm gonna get this epic dog that can take me wherever I need to go and it can come with me wherever I need to go. Mm. And guide dog set it all up for you. So I just decided about two years ago that in the next kind of year or so that that's where I want to start moving and and then got onto guide dogs and about, I don't know, a couple of months later, the ball got rolling and I was heading overseas for... Um, ski racing and competition and I was away for about five, six months and had kept the ball rolling while I was over there and when I got back to Australia, within a month guide dogs have gotten back to me and I had a dog rock up to my door who is the best dog, addicted to food as any lab is, but <laughs> now we're best mates, it's it's great. Like guide dogs yeah, there's nothing bad to say in in that. No, it really isn't. It definitely has like its challenges and it's it's you know they're, they're a load of responsibility and stuff, and they're not necessarily applicable to everybody. But uh, they're definitely the the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Hundred percent in so many ways. 
particular if you're a, if you're a dog lover. I don't know if you if you're not. I don't really like dogs. Uh, <laughs> it all my food. If you love dogs, then that's one hundred percent the way to go. Not yeah. only is it useful, but you get this beautiful companion that will not stop staring at you. And I think it's you put it, you get out of as much as you put into it too. Like mm. you know, if you push yourself to to get out and do different things and go more places and go places you haven't been before and stuff, you see how much their abilities shine. Something that we'll we'll come back to in another episode, um, like traveling certain situations where dogs are really useful and mm. where it's actually accessible where people might not realize how easy it is, like flying with dogs and yeah, getting them on buses and into taxis and Ubers. That's that's something that we're going to come back to yeah. try and raise a bit of awareness <laughs> of how much of a struggle. Ubers can be. Ubers, taxis. Um, yeah, um, that's a whole thing. But, but yeah, I mean, getting to international travel, uh, I've taken my previous dog, Stanford, on a plane. Um, we traveled to LA together and uh, we did, went through America. And now that works for anybody that doesn't know, it's, uh, he goes in the cabin with me. He's, he gets his own seat assigned to him, actually. And he has, sits on the floor and he has a snooze for 15 hours. Uh, no sedatives or anything. It's just like the lead up to it, you just control their food and water intake. So it's a bit more sort of restricted than normal. Um, and that's just obviously to help so they don't pee on the plane too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but too uh, much. And that's something to touch up on. I got like the, the fear of God put into me about if the dog pees or poos on the plane, what are you going to do? But... What do you mean? When you think about it, if a dog pees or poos on a plane because it's been on there for 18 hours, you're just going to clean it up. Nobody's going to have a problem with that. No. Like, no one. So nah. It's just this kind of anxiety that's built up, but then you realise there's people peeing people throw and pooing up and on planes. People peeing like, and pooing on planes all the time. Yeah. I don't think there's anything anything wrong with that. You just clean it up and bring your doggy mats and yeah and whatever. Well, Stanford was fine. He did the whole trip to LA and, and back fine. On the way back, we got into Sydney, and he literally was walking up the like, entry tunnel thing, and he just like pulls over to the side and just cracks a massive pee. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three or four minutes home of pee. sweet home. And um, <laughs> just going to mark me territory. And uh, people are literally walking past going, oh. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? <laughs> no one cared. Uh, um, no one cares. But yeah, it was it was great. I contacted a company called Jet Pets, and uh, they were really helpful in um, organising all the legislation and stuff because that's the most difficult bit and instructing me on what I needed to do to avoid quarantine and um, you know jump through the right hoops and sign the right forms to get him over there and get him back because getting him back into Australia was actually the hardest bit because we have such strong bio uh, laws, what they mm. call bio bio containment, bio, bio biology. Quarantine laws. Quarantine laws <laughs> is the ones. And um, to avoid him having to go into quarantine for three months, I had to do extra vet checks, and uh, one of which I didn't do, and nearly he nearly had to go into quarantine for three months when mm. I got back. <laughs> mm. um, but, yeah, I managed to avoid that by arguing, so that was good. <laughs> good to know that there were um, mm. biosecurity laws of that type. But also I hadn't really been anywhere... Oh, they were worried about rabies coming back from America, and it was a point zero 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 one percent chance he had rabies, and he hadn't been anywhere where it was likely to be, you know, 
uh, likely to pick it up anyway. Yeah. And did he have to get his rabies shot before heading over? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he should have had a booster on the way back. Yeah, he, okay. Um, I didn't do that. Yeah. Because I forgot. So, um, then I got in, and they looked, took me to one of those little rooms at the side of the airport. I'm like, oh, God. It's like one of those, yeah, they're like going to arrest you for That's smuggling. where they always take me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I'd done I'm like, oh, this is weird. I don't like this at all. That's yeah, not fun. No. It's like, I know what Interrogation. Why, so, yeah, it's full on. Where's now, your dog bend bin? over and cough. <laughs> I haven't done anything. Where's your dog bin? Oh, I don't know anymore. I forget. <laughs> um. So, yeah, like, get on to jet pets if you're going to yeah, travel really with, with a pet um, or a companion dog or guide dog. I didn't really know about this before my last overseas I told, trip. I told you. I, told I know. You. Oh, my God. But it might have been a bit late. No one ever listens to me. So I would definitely go through that next time because organizing it all yourself is an absolute nightmare it's well, really no hard info. to get up like you can't get information anywhere and you're no. trying to get onto vets and they don't know they're trying to help as much as they can get onto jet pets i'll do it all for you hashtag didn't jet you pets some- <laughs> <laughs> didn't you have some issue with um getting a vaccination or something wasn't that was that you yeah so i had to get the rabies vaccine um you were the dog me oh. no jester <laughs> and the problem was there has to be like a certain certified vet with it it might be some form of international laws that has to give the vaccine yeah right and i don't think mine was certified like for that or whatever. like particular travel oh, thing God. which and this is a minefield it is Everything was done. Got to the day before traveling, about to fly with Jester <laughs> in 24 hours. Well, I remember and then that day. I got a call from Sorry. whoever that may have been, can't remember. And they said, Look, this isn't done properly. It might not be a problem, but it might be a problem. So it's up to you. So I'm thinking, I'm not, I'm not bringing him. Like, I can't bring Jester overseas knowing that I might have to leave him in Europe. I don't know. So get on to jet pets. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. Please. Well, just screw it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that was that was quite stressful. It was a nightmare. Yeah. And, like, the, the legislation is so – it changes all the time. And so there's no, like, one way to do it. Mm. So I just need someone that actually is in that game all the time. And quickly, before we wrap up, if you are stressing about leaving a, a guide dog over – over a period of time, leaving it at home while you travel and do your thing. Do you have to have someone to feed it? Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> but they will not lose their training in any way. No. I, I was a little bit too. stressed about it. I was gone for five, six months and and met him at the arrivals gate at the airport and he was straight back to work. Yeah. Took me to the car. It was, yep. it was insane. Yeah, I can vouch for that too. The second time I went over to America, um, we were there for three months and come back and Stanford was like straight back to work, no mm. dramas. He had a great holiday though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much calls it for this particular episode. Um, bit, of, bit of transport stuff. Transport's something we're going to come back to a lot because there's a lot of um, lot of issues and, and stuff surrounding it and there's a lot of different ways to get around those issues and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> There's a million stories. And we um, want you to hit us up on Instagram. Let yeah. us know your stories. Ask for tips. Ask for things to avoid. And 
and we, if you want, we may not know, but send, send us an audio clip too. We can yeah, put yeah. it in the podcast because yeah, it's good to hear people's voices and put a voice to the to the story as well. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to cover there, and uh, I have a bit of an idea about something I want to do, oh. but I'm going to need lots of people's help with it. So mm-hmm. it won't require much work on anyone's part, but uh, it's uh, something I want to do to try and hopefully maybe make the the whole taxi situation a little bit better. Because we're starting a choir. We're starting. A... <laughs> 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 we're doing those Zoom choirs. Everyone's got their own little box. And uh, that'll make taxis pick us up. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, obviously, maybe not the choir. Maybe that's mm. not as a good idea as initially thought. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll get into that in another episode, in a couple of episodes' time. We won't bang on about it too much. In the next, We'll get on to something else next time. We're going to talk about next time. I have to think about it. Mm, dancing. Dancing. Dancing as a blind person. Yeah, that sounds good. No. We'll yeah. get into some, some different ideas with cooking. Yeah, well, uh, that's your area. I'm terrible. I'd like to get better, though. Yeah. Well, well we can chat. All right. Sweet. Maybe we'll do a, do a like, in-person cooking mm. class and see if we can't start a fire or two. Cooking. Dating. <laughs> Both of those go well together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think our partners will <laughs> go for that. Yeah. So, I mean... Well, um, yeah, it's been good. Thank you all for listening. Hit us up on the gram. Facts. Facts. It's um, all set up, ready to go. I've got still got my MySpace. You can hit that up. Your or MSN. Mm. That's that. Those last two are jokes, by the way. Just in case you didn't know that. Just hit us up on Instagram for yeah. now. Will be very helpful. Yeah, sounds good. And yeah, please send your stuff through if you got anything you think we should talk about or anything. Or, and yeah, like I said, audio is good. We like audio because then we can put it on the podcast. You don't have to listen to our voices all the time. You know? (laughs) What? (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at notsobad.podcast. We don't really accept faxes, guys. That was a joke. But you can find the podcast on all your favourite podcasting apps. uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, all those good places. Uh, We'll catch you in the next one. Uh, uh.